Welcome aboard, Avalanche fans, to this Wednesday edition of Locked On Avalanche. I am Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. On today's episode, I got a uh, listener direct message uh, to kind of rank, maybe, well, the way we're going to do it is rank our top five home games for this year. And the reason there's a reason behind why we're doing that home game specifically. We'll talk about that. Uh, the athletic came out. Well, actually Chris Pronman from the athletic specifically does a under 23 ranking every year. And he, he released this year's there's three avalanche players on there. We'll talk about them. Are they seated appropriately? Are they not? We'll talk about that. And we have been teasing talking about the potential avalanche reverse retro, I think we're finally going to have time to talk about it. It's been out for maybe about a week uh, or so, maybe a little bit longer, but uh, we we have just have not had time to talk about it. So uh, I tease that now, and this will probably be like uh, late night with uh, Jimmy Kimmel, who just never gets to Matt Damon. Who knows? Hopefully we can get to it. Let's get to it. You're locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody. Welcome again to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. You can follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, go to lockdownavalanche at gmail.com and follow us on our YouTube channel over on the YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. All right, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, uh, we'll jump right into it. I got a message and I want to give him credit for it. Uh, Chris Dom, I believe is how you say his last name. I apologize if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Um, but he said he sent this message. He said, uh, "Love the podcast. Here's a, a episode segment idea. Many of us are about to quote unquote draft our season ticket shares. Uh, so maybe rank the 2022 20, 20, 2023 home games." And he says, "Keep up the great work." So first of all, thank you for listening, Chris. Uh, great name, by the way. And yeah, like a lot of people do this. Like, what was that movie with uh, Jimmy Fallon? Uh, the, the uh, was that was that fever pitch yeah yeah i think yeah. It was, my wife loves that movie um, i don't think i've ever seen it because no it's time. actually a good movie and you know being you know somewhat of a yankee fan um i don't really like the red sox that much so i didn't want to watch the movie just out of spite um but she like kind of forced me to watch it once and it's actually a pretty good movie and they do that they do something similar to that in that movie where you know they get their season tickets and i don't know how many of them there are but they basically have a fantasy draft of their season tickets and they pick which ones they want, where they want to go. Um, and a lot of people do that because season tickets are expensive. And when you get a handful of guys or girls to pitch in, you kind of you know sit down and divvy them up and say, these are the games I want to go to. If there's a dispute, I don't know how you, maybe there's different ways to settle the dispute. Combat sports. Combat sports. I like that. It's very, that's the only way to settle dispute. Um, so we're not going to rank every, you know, all 41 home games. Well, there's less oh, than that well, because then. of the, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Because of, uh, the, uh, 
the series in Finland, so there's one less home game. But what we'll do is we'll rank our top five. We probably have some similar ones in the top five, so it will kind of give you an idea of maybe go after those ones specifically. Um, between all of those games available, we can jump right into that. We'll go from five to one. On uh, If we had season tickets and we were doing this, uh, who, wh- which games would we want? for our top five so start at number five which one would you would you have <clears throat> i have the december 9th game against the new york rangers um nice solely because this is what for at least two or three games what we are anticipating the stanley cup to look like and for those that were banking on the rangers closing out the lightning last year this is your chance of seeing that stanley cup final hmm. so i i think this would be a good game to sit down in ball arena and and watch i was very close to putting a ranger game on there for some similar reasons an original six team um yeah like a, a team that's young and and up and coming I, I was really considering them but it's so funny the things that you just mentioned about why you would have rangers at number five is the same exact reason i have the maple leafs at number five interesting because you want to kind of try to guess what a, if the avalanche are you know, lucky enough to go back to the Stanley Cup final. What what would the matchup be? Um, and I know everybody is like, oh, Maple Leafs suck. Maple Leafs are will never win it again. They'll never get out of the first round. Well, they were saying that about the Avalanche. So they never get out of the second round either. And look what happened. Like it's going to happen. The, the Maple Leafs are too good of a team uh, to to just to continue this. I know it's so easy to say, like, well, they haven't done it yet, and that is so true. Um, but it's it's very possible that this could be the year, and it's very possible that both those teams could be back in the Stanley Cup final. So if you want to try to get like at your prediction or or uh the matchup that could be a Stanley Cup final, I would go Maple Leafs as as the fifth game that I would go to. Yeah, to quote the great philosopher Batman, everything is impossible until somebody does it. Exactly. That's that's a wonderful saying, Batman. Was that in one of the movies or was that in one of the comics? In the comics. Ooh, I like that. Frame that. Put that on that on that wall of doom back there. Man. Funny you say that. It is framed. It is. <laughs> should have known. Uh, by the way, that Maple Leafs game is December thirty first. So, um, and then the range game you were talking about is also in December. So there's two December games. All right, who you got for number four? This one's semi selfish. It is a day before my birthday, okay. January sixteenth, Detroit. It's that 1 p.m. Mountain game. I believe this is a Martin Luther King Jr. Okay. game. Well, what's your birthday? January 17th. Then it probably is, yeah. It's right around there. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So it's, um, I mean, it's one of those afternoon games, old school rival. Like, afternoon games are fun, especially, like, right to start your week. I think this would be an excellent ticket to get to say, hey, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a holiday for most businesses. So mm-hmm. this, it's number it's, four. This would be a, it's a unique thing. You don't get these type of games often. So if you get the chance I, to do it. I like where you have that slotted because it's no longer like your number one circled on the calendar game between these two. But we've talked about this. We talked about this not that long ago. Like it, it's not what it was, uh, but there'll always be a little bit of that glimmer of Avs Red Wings. Uh, you're not going to go into it with the expectation that it's going to be, you know, goalie fight anymore. But um, there's still some people that hold on to that classic rivalry. So I think having it, yeah, a little bit lower down on 
on the list of just a, a classic game between classic teams to go to, I think is a, a one that you would look forward to. It's yep. no longer, like I said, no longer one that you circle, but you notice it on the calendar and kind of maybe you don't circle it, but you point to it. Yep. Say, oh, there it is. There's that Red Wing game. So I like that. For me, the for number four, they play them twice at home, but I'm specifically picking the one on April 11th because it's the second to last game of the season, and that's against the Edmonton Oilers. Hmm. You have, you know, Connor. Whenever Connor McDavid comes to town, that alone is a ticket you want to pick up just to see, you know, the McKinnon McDavid matchup. Um, but seeing as it's the second to last game of the year, there could be a lot riding on that as well for both teams. Uh, you know, we're expecting both of them to to be in the playoffs, so it could have a a big meaning for seeding. Um, and I, I don't think it's going to be one of those games that's a throwaway game this year because I think the Abs are going to be in a fight for the Central. Um, and the Oilers might be in a fight for the Pacific. You never know. So uh, with, with the, it's the second-to-last game. So you have all of that. You have the potential of seeding and matchups. It's a great combination right towards the end of the season. That's another one I would pick up. And it's an opportunity if it is one of those that the Avalanche do put themselves in a good position and lock up the central kind of early, you have the potential of seeing the next Ben Myers moment. And like yeah, there's that group true. of fans that got to see Ben Myers and say, Yeah, I was there for that goal. Who knows what that story is going to look like? But you have that moment. You also have that opportunity with it being the second yeah. to last game. And and that is obviously the, the, the latest game I have of the season. And, you know, for maybe for selfish reasons, you couldn't be waiting on some Avalanche players to maybe hit some milestones during mm-hmm. the, the end of the regular season. Like maybe McKinnon finally get to that century mark. He might have it locked up by then. You never know. But just another thing. There's so many things that could happen in, in late season games, and, and that could be a good one to go to. So uh, what do you got for number three? Opening night, Chicago Blackhawks. Number three. The wait is finally over. The banner is hanging in the rafters. We have the ceremony. Hockey is finally back, baby. Right. Um, for three, I mean, that's a great one. And um it's on mine, just not here. Number hmm. three for me is the rematch with Tampa Bay. That's uh February 14th. That is Valentine's Day. And, uh, you know, no love lost between those two teams, especially Tampa Bay going to come into they're You know, they're coming into Denver and, it, you know, it's not the Stanley Cup final, but you ended their season. You won the Stanley Cup on their ice. There's going to be want to be some retribution on their end. And it's the rematch of the, the Stanley Cup final from the year before. So why would you not want to go see it? That's the only time they come to town, obviously, being the East Coast team. Um, so I, I would easily pick that one for number three yeah what do you have for i get that and like the theme of i just like the stanley cup rematch on valentine's day i mean how romantic there's something to it right yeah Yeah. all right adds a little touch it's beautiful (laughs) way to go Uh, gary bettman right number two what do you got november 14th November 14th. Okay. The St. Louis Blues. Okay. They come knocking on the door in Denver. I feel like that they're going to be a problem. 
And it might not yeah. just be talent alone. I feel like there's a grudge and it's been building over the last couple of years. I feel like this is the, the year that it kind of like comes to a head and they become an issue like Vegas type levels, Minnesota type levels, Detroit type levels. This is the year St. Louis's arrival. I don't have the schedule right in front of me. I don't know if you do or not. Um, what's the latest they play between the abs and the blues uh, in, in Colorado, obviously, if you can look that up, because I think that were, that's the first time that they play each other. If it's early November. Yeah, it probably is. But I'm <clears> thinking like, what's the last game in Denver between those two. If it's a little bit later in the season, if it's like March, that's a game I would want to go to because you're, you kind of know where you sit. Um, again, another thing with seating, it's no guarantee the guys are going to be in first place. If it's later in the season, you know, that could be a game that they need to, to win to, to a huge two points that they're going to need. Uh, depends on just when they're playing that game. You got <clears throat> you got them again on January 29th. That's it. They don't play any later um, than that in in Ball Arena. So, eh, that's not. Yeah, it's a little bit more than halfway through the season. So, eh, then then yeah, then why not then why not watch the first game between the two of them? Yeah. The freshest you're going to get them. Yeah, and that second matchup, it's not dipping into the trade deadline hype mm-hmm. yet. So, I, I feel like that first matchup. They haven't forgotten how last season ended. Yeah, and that's another one. It's another how. I mean, yeah, winning the Stanley Cup is great, but that final, or to to send them home and to send the Avalanche advancing. Some may say that was the hardest step in the entire journey. Was that St. Louis series? Really could have been. Could have been. Uh, Number two for me is uh, two days before my birthday, on February twenty fifth, and that's Calgary Flames. Mm. Kadri comes back back to town, um, and there's really not much else. And that's going to be an emotional day for him. The crowd is going to be going crazy. Uh, as soon as the puck drops, though, it's all bets are off, and you're 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 rooting against him in the Flames. But that is going to be a really nice celebration and uh, remembrance of his time in in Colorado. It's it, that that's going to be a, a really good moment. Yeah, I can't wait to see that little video package they put together. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Yeah. Be a good one. What do you got? Uh, so we're at number one. Who you got for number one? March 29th. Which would be Minnesota. A Minnesota game? Yeah, you can't go wrong with it, Minnesota. A Minnesota game in March. This is right around trade deadline, like where things matter. And I feel like this matchup is going to be one of those that's going to be one of those things we point to when the playoffs roll around. You remember how we played against Minnesota and Ball Arena? I have a feeling there's going to be some storylines coming out of this that'll carry into the postseason. Yeah. You can't go wrong between those two. Always an excellent matchup. Um, this is good because the only one that we had. I know. Uh, the same is, is the opener. And I put the opener at number one. I, I just, it's just going to be a carryover. The the fans haven't had a, a chance to celebrate that. Uh, well, I said I was going to say like with the team, yeah, they have during like the parade and stuff like that. But in Ball Arena, like you want it on away ice, so to be able to celebrate in the arena with that team, the cup is going to be there. Watching the banner go up, 
it's not a moment that is ever guaranteed. So uh, I can't wait to see that. So if for somehow, some way, like, I don't know how those things work. I don't know if it's like, it's like a fantasy draft and you have like number one pick. That would be mine to see that in person for the first time in 21 years uh, would, would be epic. It would be absolutely amazing. Maybe I'm in Nathan McKinnon mode where I'm like, all right, next season. You're already like, to it. I'm looking at the, the uh, you know narrative what? coming out of March games. Yeah, no, once, like I said, like once the puck drops, you know, we're, yeah, we're going to be defending champions all season long, but that's over. Like, yeah, I can celebrate this right up until that puck drops. The moment that puck hit, hits the ice, all right, we've moved on. Yeah. But uh, that celebration is going to be something Sweet. special. So get to those games. That's good. I'm glad that we get, I thought we were going to have a couple layovers, but uh, the only the one. So you really got nine games for you to choose from to go to. So uh, I'm interested to know what he gets specifically, but if anybody else does this, or if you were to do this, which games would you want? Number one, two, three, however, let's rank them. If you want to rank all 40 and 41, if you're going to Finland, <laughs> rank them. I want to know. Uh, all right, let's hear from Bet Online, and then we're going to get into this athletic article about the under 23 players with three Avalanche players on that list. But first, betonline.net. Of course, it's your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. You got college football underway. You how's Auburn looking this year, my friend? Mm, next question. Really? What's it's going great. on with it? Like this is too long that they've been kind of insignificant. It's their their boosters and who they have behind the scenes. Mm. Auburn will never be good at football. They're a basketball that, well, school don't now. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. All right, but uh, find all the latest football league developments. I guess not Auburn uh, game matchup news and podcasts, including this year's opening weeks games. Bet online. Bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information including live betting, esports, and scores, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, golf, and what is it? The way you settle draft for your season <laughs> tickets, it's combat sports. It's the combat sports, the only way to settle it. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. All right, The Athletic, uh, if you do subscribe to it, great. If you don't, um, they, they're running a special. It's like a dollar a month, which is a steal. <laughs> a normal uh, subscription for a year is like 75 bucks for the year. Um, they do really good. I think, I think they're probably like my favorite outlet for sports journalism, um, yeah. although you know the cost is a little bit high. But they come out with things like this. You know, they do uh, a ranking. This is uh, Chris Pronman, who's one of their, their writers. He's been doing this for a handful of years uh, where he ranks the under 23 players, um, age 23 and under. So his rankings for this year are out, and he's got – I mean, I think there's like 160 of them on here. So – it's not just like a top 10 list or anything like that. So if this was a podcast, this would be this would be a season's worth of uh, podcast episodes. So he's got three avalanche on. Well, first of all, I'm sure everybody wants to know who number one is. Number one is Jack Hughes. And I don't think that's really debatable if you ask me. I think 
I we are both big Jack Hughes fans. I oh, yeah. really I've come to grow, I've grown to like the guy. I love his personality. I, I think this year is he's really going to kind of kind of really take off as long as he can stay healthy. That's always been the rub on him so far. Uh, he is number one. Most cider is number two. Uh, your boy Trevor Zegers is number three. Quinn Hughes is number four. Mm. Uh, Brady Kachuk is number five. So that's your top five. All right. Um, the first player to show up here on the Avalanche is Bo Byram. And Byram is at number 18. So for they, they give you a, a rank rating on his skating, uh, puck skills, hockey sense, his compete level, and his shots. For for Byram, uh, his skating, they say, is high-end, which it absolutely is. His puck skills are NHL average. His hockey sense is NHL average. His compete is above NHL average. And his shot is above NHL average. And they say Byron missed a large chunk of the season due to his concussion symptoms. But when healthy, he's extremely impressive and played big minutes in the playoffs during Colorado's run. His skating is outstanding. He has high-end edge work and with good speed. He can evade pressure so well at both ends of the at both ends and dances on the offensive blue line. Byram has good offensive touch and sense with the puck, but it's his feet that drives the offense. He doesn't shy away from physical play defensively, and with his skating, once he matures, he projects to become a shutdown defender. The big thing with Byram is staying healthy. If he does, he's a top-paired defenseman all day with a chance to become a true NHL star. I don't disagree with any of that. My issue is uh, the number that he's at. I'm not saying right now, because uh, Bo Byram has looked good. We haven't mm-hmm. seen the best Bo Byram yet, and, and the concussions played a massive role in preventing us from seeing that and preventing him from being that. We all think he will be that. Probably we're going to see if, you know, and again, if he stays healthy. I hate saying that because that goes true for any athlete. Um, but we could really see it from him. My issue is, the guys you have above him, here's the four guys above him. Logan Cooley, drafted this year, right? Shane Wright, drafted this year. At 15, uh, I can't. I haven't even got this guy's pronunciation down of, of uh, the number one overall pick in the draft. Slav, Slavkovsky, I believe it is. Mm, he was yeah. drafted this year. And then above that, Matty Beneers, drafted last year. You have four guys that haven't touched the ice that are ahead of Bo Byram right now? How are you justifying that? Yeah, and it's 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 twofold to put Bo at eighteen and start it out with your first sentence talking about the large chunk of games that he missed due to the concussion. And you mentioned there are three Avalanche also on this list, and we're talking about Bo at eighteen. Yeah, it's weird that. You have players that haven't touched the ice above Bo, but players who have touched more ice than Bo be ranked below him. Who, let's see, uh, I, I went down, let me see. Um, so he's at 18. Um, yeah, and it'll be giving that right wheel on your mouse a workout to find yeah. the next oh, Avalanche player. Well, I'm looking right after Byram is uh, Evan Bouchard, and then at 20 is Owen Power. You know, it's just you have – not to worry about those guys, 
but I kind of just feel if you have Byron at 18, and you have four guys ahead of him that haven't touched NHL ice. Um, I don't know. I would at least put Byron above those guys, and I would be okay with that. But Bo Byron at like 14, fine. And then you do this again next year. If he has a solid year, he's going to be in, in the top 10. And it's it's still just – it doesn't sit well with me. I don't know still – at this moment, sitting here, I still don't know how I feel about Bo. Really? I, I, uh, were you talking about the health concerns? Or... Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm with you I, there, man. But yeah, because the the last thing I want to do is buy into the Bo hype, get the jersey, and then he goes out the next night, and that's it. Because it's going to be the next the next one. Uh, I mean, we we were saying it all throughout the year. Just take the year off. Um, you know, he's not built that way and he didn't. And I thought, you know, I thought he was great in the, in the postseason. Yeah. But yeah, man, like, I mean, I gotta, I gotta say like, there were times where I, I, I forgot, forgot about the concussion. True. Cause he had, you know, racked some games together and was playing very well. Uh, but you do have to remember that man. So, and, and on the other end, you know, someone who's been dealing with concussions his entire career is Sidney Crosby. I'm not saying Bo Byram's going to be against Sidney Crosby. I'm just saying, like, he had concussion problems early on. He has been able to put together a pretty darn good career uh, with early career con- concussion syndrome. And now Byram's in that camp. So, yeah, you always have to be cautious of it. But if he can overcome it, um, he's he's flying up this list. Easily. Flying. Yeah. Um, you got to go down to number 57 to get to the next avalanche player. And that's Alex Newhook. They have his skating at above average. Um, and then everything else his puck skills, hockey set sense and compete level, or excuse me, his, no, his puck skills and hockey sense are NHL average. His compete is above NHL average. Uh, the analysis on him, uh, Alex Newhook had a strong first pro season playing, up most of the year on the abs and being part of their Stanley Cup run. Newhook brings a ton of speed and energy. He's got a quick twitch skating stride that allows him to explode up the ice. His combined, or he combined that with a strong offensive creativity with the puck. Newhook lacks size, but he plays hard and doesn't shy away from contact. As he matures physically, I expect him to become a quality top six forward and could see him play the middle potentially as well. Um, I think it's the same with Newhook. Like, I think, you know, if, if we can get a solid season from him, um, the, the, I feel like both of these ratings for these guys are just because we haven't seen what we know they can do yet. Yeah. And same thing goes with Newhook. If he can be that guy, you know, we keep saying who's the 2C. If it's him and he holds on to it all season long and he has a solid season, he has good stats, he's a big part of their power play, um, he's another guy that flies up this list next year. Easily, because I feel like this is the year that Newhook finally finds his place with the team. He's operated so far off talent alone. He hasn't had a place or a role, and I feel like he finds it this season with this team. I hope so. I mean, I, I'm definitely rooting for the guy, so um, we'll see. I, 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 I want to take a snapshot of this and remember where they are, and then you know, if they have a really good season, where they're going. I'll tap to it on my ankle. After <laughs> every year, just add the number of, of where they are until they turn 24. Um, 
but maybe the one we'll be watching most is Oscar Olausen. And he is all the way down at 168. There's only this list goes to 170. So there's only a couple of guys beyond him. And I was really kind of struck by what the analysis is. First of all, um, they have his skating, his puck sense, and his hockey sense as NHL average, his compete level as below NHL average, and his shot above NHL average. The analysis on him, Olausen had a rough first season in North America, scoring under a point per game in the OHL. I still saw good games from him at times. He looked like a first-round pick. He ha- or he has great individual skills, can make plays, and can shoot the puck like a pro. It's the stuff he does without the puck that is the main concern. Olausen's game lacks energy and pace, even though he's a good skater and he sticks to the pr- – or and he sticks to the perimeters too much. Uh, I see. I still see enough talent there that I think he'll make it as a top nine winger, but I can't say I feel overly confident about it. That's the line that shocked me a little bit. Because um, you're hearing the Avalanche have a lot of expectations for Oscar mm-hmm. Lawson. Yes, the one rub on him has always been he he's he's not – I mean, what's his height? He's six foot one, so that's fine. But he's like 170 pounds yeah. for a six foot one guy. That is thin. Uh, maybe he's a little bit more than that now. But he, like, that's the one thing. Even I remember, like, reading up on his games and like scouting him for during the the draft. That was the big rub on him was he's not physical. You can learn some of that as you get older and mature. But if you're not a physical player now, it's not like all of a sudden you're going to turn it on and be Nazem Kadri. Um, can you? Maybe you can be Andre Burakovsky. That would be okay for the Avs. And <clears throat> to be not physical, that doesn't. It's not a death sentence with the Avalanche. Right. Like he's found a good a good place to play where, like we mentioned with Newhook, you find your role, you're good to go. Um, this isn't a team that asks you to be a five-tool player. Like, if you're going to, like, Chicago, Buffalo, Vegas, like, they want you to do everything. Like, Colorado, it's very role-driven. There's a lot of role players on this team, and if Oscar can find a place to kind of find a role, I feel like he can thrive, but he's got to have a little bit more energy when it's not all on him. Yeah, and I think you know you can get that stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's not like they're done learning uh, and and done fine tuning their game. Um, and you don't need every single player in your team to be a physical player. There's enough guys on the Avalanche that will take care of that part of the game. But you do want him to be able to uh, make it through 60 minutes, not completely beaten and battered. You want him to be able to take some hits. I'm not looking for him to throw any. Um, but you know, I think what's going to save him is his offensive ability. You know, it's, it's off the charts. So, uh, another guy that I kind of want to see if, if given the opportunity for next year, if he can go up this list as well. So something, yeah, the numbers, what, where everybody falls next year is going to be very fascinating. Yeah. Yep. All right. Last thing we want to get to quickly is, uh, like we've been saying the, the reverse retros, could have been leaked, not the actual uniform 
but the logo and the colors it was put up um some there's a an intern somewhere over the fanatic that probably got fired even though it's free labor uh probably got fired for putting these up on the nhl shop website and at first when i saw this i'm like well that's like the old colorado rockies uniform maybe it's just a t-shirt because it's all it is it's just the, yeah. the rockies uh logo it's basically the the third jersey now the the triangle with the colorado c but different colors it's yellow it's uh, lighter blue and red um just what they used to wear when they were the colorado rockies i saw that and i'm like well that might just be a t-shirt that they put up but there is a handful that went up the san and, jose seals was the one i was like oh this is a problem <laughs> yeah so there, there i think there was like six or seven of them that went up okay but now they're all down <laughs> so yeah. that is the telling part to me uh yes i think i think this is going to be it do you remember last year they all leaked in nhl 22 a week before they dropped in an update and everybody's like hey the reverse yeah. retros are in the game you can go yeah. check them out right now i think they, i remember they had like leaked um in on on social media and then that happened and that was just like confirmation of like the leak but this like again we don't have what the jersey looks like but the fact that that all those went up and then all those came down is you know very telling as is to say like those were not supposed to be up <laughs> and now that they're down i think we can kind of assume it's going to be those colorado rockies uh from the 80s uniforms which I'm cool with. You're not. But Why not? We have the thirds. It's like it's the meme. That's the like, question. Yeah, what are it's, you gonna do with the thirds? It's the memes. It's like we want a reverse retro. You have a reverse retro at home. Like that's. But like, they're different colors. I mean, you know, like the the, the thirds now have the burgundy, the deep burgundy in them, and the the deep blue. Uh, there's no yellow in it and there's no red in it. Like th this is, I don't, I don't like it because we are now Detroit of last year that just kind of mailed it in like everybody else. Oh, you're getting the screaming. So oh man. You're getting the screaming no. Eagle. You're getting the fish stick. You're getting the San Jose seals, like a tribute to the, yeah, like the golden seals. Like, and we're just repackaging our alternates, like reverse retros. It's, it's something we get to look forward to. It's something we all like. We all lost our mind for the Nordiques one. That was great. This one, this one is just like, oh, okay, cool. I I kind of like it. Like you have, it's it's the same another one that you haven't seen in that color scheme. Yes. Like, I, what are they going to do with with the third uniforms now? Are I mean, if then you're going to have two uniforms that are kind of similar. The only thing different is the is we'll the color way alternate. Oh, well, that's the other thing is, are they going to be actually dark? Or are they going to be white? Because some some people are throwing around that they are going to be the white uniforms and not the blue, which that would be cool. That's what they did with first retro. They did. Yeah. So, not a lot of teams went on uh, the white side. A lot of teams went dark. But um, I don't know. I'm OK with this. Uh, maybe they had a little bit of flair to it somehow. And it's not just a, a carbon copy of that uniform. Maybe do something a little bit different, but uh, if I, it's I got interested... more of the old school logo vibe to it instead of like that very clean, because the the Rockies yeah. logo had some more kind of freehand jagged to it. This is a very clean Colorado triangle. 
So if they go back to that original look, you might win me over, but you got a tall task ahead of you. I'm interested. I mean, and it, what they got to do is have like Lanny McDonald come out. Oh yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the, the, for that jersey. I don't know if the video is going to be, but you know, I don't want these like young teenage models with these things. I want Lanny McDonald wearing that bad boy. We shall see. I like it. Kyle's a little indifferent right now and wants to see the finished product before he makes an official uh, ruling. But I, I kind of like the direction they're going with this. So uh, what say you, people of YouTube and social media? Do you like it if they're going this direction or do you not like it? Uh, and that's going to wrap it up for us today. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, looking forward to the comments in the comments section of all our social medias for this one. Because uh, this is this is uh, some, I think it's going to be some angst with people with those rankings. Uh, but I also want to see what games that you guys will pick as well for your top five or your absolute must game even if it's one game if you could given tickets to one game what would you want it to be let's hear what you got to say all right thank you for making this your first listen of the day that is obviously always appreciated make sure to follow us on our social media outlets until next time he is mr shaggy von doom kyle sullivan i am chris maselli this is the locked on avalanche podcast and we'll see you guys later go abs go